Okay, so we all have that one friend who loves love. You know, the one who has seen Love Jones at least 10 times, who lives for Valentine's Day, and the one who believes they're just one art exhibit away from meeting the love of their life. Lord, you know this person. Plus, of course, maybe you are this person. So today on Snap Judgment, as a public service announcement from WNYC Studios, we proudly present the Meet Cute. A story about a fairy tale romance and bizarro encounters. My name is Glenn Washington. Please remember to update your Tinder profile player because you're listening to Snap Judgment. You know that part in the movies where two lovers meet for the first time and fall madly in love? Well, we begin in collaboration with our Canadian friends over at the program Love Me. In this story, Lou Okowski, the host of Love Me, she interviews a guy named John. And John is obsessed with meat cutes. These meat cutes are John's bread and butter, and John is waiting for his moment. The only problem is, John. He keeps falling for the wrong guy. As this story does contain adult situations, listener discretion is advised. So one time a coworker of mine um, wanted to set me up with this cute guy. And so we exchanged numbers. We were messaging, like texting for like three days straight. Everything came out, his astrology sign, his favorite color, everything. We were nonstop texting and we had never met. On the fourth day, I thought, like, how cute would it be if I actually went and brought him an ice cream, right, at his work? He's going to be like, oh my God, thank you so much for bringing me this ice cream. And like, maybe he would have shared the ice cream with me. Like very um, Lady and the Tramp, but with ice cream. So I went and I got him an ice cream and I put it in a little bag, like this paper bag, so it wouldn't melt. He worked at a tea shop. And as I'm walking there, I'm having all of these thoughts, you know, like this is going to be the cutest moment of life. Like if anybody brought me an ice cream at work, I would be like, I would go on one knee and like propose. When I get to the tea shop, it's just him and this one other client. And she's waiting for her tea. I placed the paper bag with the ice cream inside on the counter. And I'm like, did somebody order an ice cream? Wink. He was so scared. He stood back looking at the bag like, what is this inside the bag? The lady who was waiting for her tea put up her hands. It looked as if I was holding up the tea shop. Um, He didn't really message me after that. I think he blocked me.
if I'm in the metro or walking in a new neighborhood, I always think like anybody is a potential husband, anybody is a potential love story. It's like, oh, this is going to be the romantic fairy tale ending in my life. This is John. He's a hopeless romantic, always looking for that perfect movie moment when he'll fall in love. His very own meet cute. My dream version of it has always been, like, I go to the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. I'm at a party, and, like, I bump into this guy. His name is always Brandon. And, like, he starts talking to me, and then I keep bumping into him. But then I get into an accident, and my physiotherapist is him. And then, like, he kind of, like, brings me back to health and stuff like that with, like, I don't know, like, foot massage, or I don't know what physiotherapists (laughs) do, but... (laughs) Yeah. But... I have such great expectations because I live in my head so much and I like I think everything is going to be so great and epic and then it's not like the reality is very wah wah or I get like a pie in the face. How how pie in the face? For example, this other time I went with a coworker to this sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. And um you know, we ordered and everything was fine and we get outside and she says to me Her name is Allison. I love her. She's like, why didn't you talk to the sandwich guy? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he was flirting with you. He was trying to get your attention and you did nothing about it. And I'm like, but then clouds come and it's downpouring rain. And my friend says to me, I'm running for it because I'm going to be late for work. I'm like, okay, you go. I still had like 20 minutes. So I I take shelter. Mm -hmm. And then I see the sandwich guy walking with an umbrella. Mm. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I'm going to run up to him and then, you know, we're going to walk with the umbrella together and he's going to walk me basically to work. But in the meantime, we're going to fall in love because he wanted me from the sandwich shop, right? And you're like a little wet puppy outside needing shelter. Exactly, like the damsel in distress. Do you know what I mean? Like help me, save me. And like, you know how chival... Is that the word chivalrous? Chivalry. Yeah, chivalry. Chivalry, yeah. That word. And uh, (laughs) so (laughs) I run behind him and I grab his arm, the arm that's like holding up a little bit the umbrella. And I was like, hi, it's me, Tuna Melt. (laughs) And he starts to scream at the top of his lungs as if I'm murdering him, okay? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, take it, take the umbrella. And I'm like, no, I want you. I can't believe it. I want you. <laughs> and he throws his umbrella at me. And I'm like, okay. So, I mean, we don't both have to be wet. So I went to work with his umbrella. And Allison's like, where'd you get that umbrella? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, Allison. At that point, I'm like, okay, he's not for me, clearly. Like, because if you're scared of me, like, when are you, what are you going to protect me if there's an apocalypse? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to scream every time a zombie comes? Like, no, we have to fight. Let's go. Yes, he's going to be dead. He's He will be the first to die. He's just going to be dead. I can't be with somebody like that. Yeah. So time passed, and, like, I went on a couple of dates here and there. A friend of mine says, I have the perfect guy for you. He's smart. He's tall. He's Greek, and he's a doctor. And all I heard was, ah. Uh, Greek doctor. (laughs) This was going to be, after all these disasters, this was going to be it. It's going to be amazing. So we go on the first date. He takes me to this really fancy, expensive restaurant, obviously. He's a doctor. He wore like a cute, trendy, more casual suit. Mm -hmm. Crisp white shirt, baby Mm -hmm. blue tie, brown eyes, beard, salt and pepper. Gorgeous. 
So I'm like, this is going to be amazing. All these other little boys are scared of ice creams and scared of like their shadows. So no, this is going to be perfect. So we go on the date, conversations flowing. He's a little showy, Lou. You know, he's a doctor to his right. You know what, what I mean? Do you so mean he's showy? a little showy. Oh, you know, I jog in this area and like the area is like super expensive. And like he drops the name of that area like 18 times. Like we get it. You're rich. So he's like, um, do you want to come back to my place? You know, like the whole line. So I said, yes, uh, because I'm 36. I'm Greek and I want to get married. Let's get this happening. So I go over mm-hmm. and um, like, you know, his floors are from like this type of wood that I don't even know the word. Don't touch the wallpaper because it has like real Savatsky, Shavatsky. How do you say that word? Shawatsky? Swarsky. Swarsky. What is it? Swarsky. Savatsky. Swarovski. Swarovski. So what? Why? Yeah, that word. I think. Anyway, literally, don't touch the wallpaper. There's like actual crystals in it. Then he's talking to me for forty-five minutes about this painting. He like bought it in his trip to like Africa or something. Like I don't know. But in my mind, I was like, I have to try to remember all of this information because when I live here, <laughs> I could tell my friends, oh, this is from, you know, don't touch the wallpaper. It has real, you know, crystals in it. So you're already um, embodying the life. Oh, embodying the life. I already moved in in my mind. He popped open a bottle of champagne, which I started hysterically laughing because of like, I'm poor. Like you buy champagne for a special occasion, not for like a Tuesday night date, but sure. I'm like, this is really going to work out for me. I like, I could feel it. So we get on the couch, like the expensive Versace leather, blah, 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 whatever couch. Mm. He's like, do you want a massage? I said, yes, please. And he starts to massage my armpit. That's a bold move. Envision now I'm sitting on a couch and my hand is up in the air and he's massaging my armpit. Like, what are you doing, bro? But... Across the street is this very expensive spa, and I'm thinking to myself, it's fine. I'm just going to cross over to the street and get a normal massage. We live right here, so it's going to be fine. You can do this. I stood up. I pushed him on the couch. I got on top. Mm. I leaned in to kiss him, and he licked my chin all the way up to my forehead, and he said, I'm a cat. Meow. (laughs) And I'm like, excuse me? And he started bathing me as if he was a cat. Ooh. I'm a dog person, number one. You don't lick somebody's <laughs> face. That's very personal. Do you know what I mean? If you're doing that on our first date, mm. like save it until like our third month anniversary. So then I'm too invested to back out. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do this. Mm. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm sorry. I really have to go. And he says, which is funny because I'm so fairy tale. He's like, but it's midnight. Does Cinderella have to go? And I'm like, yeah, Cinderella has to go. And I was so sad. Uh, I almost gave my two weeks notice. Thank God I didn't. You were ready to quit your job in your mind. You were, yeah. you were ready. You were, you were very oh, decisive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is it. And then, meow. <laughs> when I was going through these stories, I was like, why is this always happening to me? Like, if I can't get these great big things, do I deserve then any love, right? Mm. Was there like any rock bottom or was that like the worst? Oh, no, no, no. There's there's definitely a rock bottom. All right, I'm ready. So I'm at McDonald's with my coworker. 
he's from like Alberta, Toba or something. And we're talking about, you know, dating and how difficult it is to meet people and how um, everybody's obsessed with these apps, but nobody is actually connecting. Mm. And then it happens. I see the hottest guy from across like the McDonald's and he's staring and looking at me and I'm like, it's impossible. And my coworker's like, John, he's looking at you. You have to do something. So I grab my Diet Coke and I'm walking across the room and I'm thinking to myself, like, does McDonald's cater? Because how cute would it be if at our wedding we had food from the first place that we met, like little heart-shaped cheeseburgers and like have different sauces, like barbecue sauce and nuggets. I go over to the soda machine praying, please, please just let him turn around and talk to me. Let him say something, you know what I mean? Like anything. The cup's under the thing and I'm just like, you know, kind of a little bit bopping. Like there's a song in my head, but like there's no music. Just, you know, to show like, hi, I'm fun, I'm flirty. And he turns around and he says, hello. I almost died. Like I almost fainted. (laughs) I'm like, my heart is going fast and I feel a little bit like lightheaded dizziness because I'm like so excited that this is going to actually happen. I'm like, hi. He puts his hand on my shoulder and no joke, Lou, like I was like, my knees buckled. I was like, oh my God, like he was so handsome. I'm like, what's happening right now? And this little old man cuts between us. I could have almost killed that little old man. Really right now, like I'm having a moment here. You can't break up a connection like this. So he puts his hand back on my shoulder. And when I'm nervous, I have to like touch people. So I started stroking his arm Mm. and I'm stroking his arm. He's touching my shoulder and he's like, you look good. And I'm like, thank you. In my mind, I knew that this was the one for me because follow me. Okay. I had gone to this like tarot card reading woman and she said to me, she's like, John, when you meet the one, you're going to feel like you've known him forever. And that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I knew this person my entire life. He's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm, I'm here with my coworker. We're having lunch. What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm here waiting for Sandra. She has an interview around here. And I'm like, Sandra? Who's Sandra? You're listening to Snap Judgment, a very special story from the program Love Me, the meet cute episode. It continues right after this break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Snap Judgment, the meet cute episode. When last we left, John was standing in the middle of a McDonald's restaurant with his future soulmate. He's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm, I'm here with my coworker. We're having lunch. What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm here waiting for Sandra. She has an interview around here. And I'm like, Sandra? Who's Sandra? As I'm still stroking him, it clicks. The only Sandra I know married one of my cousins, who I hadn't seen in over 12 years. So I'm stroking my cousin in the (gasps) middle of McDonald's. No. Yeah, 100%. Oh my goodness. 
100% I'm stroking my cousin. Yeah, that's, I would say, rock bottom. <gasps> and then um, he's like, uh, it was so nice to see you, man. He gives me this big bear hug and he's like, I have to go. The kids are playing. He left and my innocent Alberta Tobian comes running up to me and he's like, uh, oh my God, John, did you get his number? And I'm like, no, Kyle, I didn't get his number. I have his number. That's my cousin. How damaged am I as a person that I literally fell in love with my cousin? But I mean, it's not my fault. Like, I really haven't seen them in a long time, but I knew. But that's why I thought, like, he looked so familiar. Like, you knew him your whole life. Yeah, because I did know him my whole life. Yeah. So tell me. Mm -hmm. Why the big obsession with wanting your own fairy tale? Like, who really wants to deal with reality? I mean, I, I don't want to deal with... I don't like reality. Too boring? I think so. And also, um, so um, when I was 16, my mother passed away in her sleep. Hmm. Out of nowhere at 44, she went to bed and she didn't wake up. Yeah. And the, the, there was no um, cause of death. Unfor- like, they, they did the autopsy and everything, and there wasn't... Um, it came back like inconclusive. I mean, she was a smoker and a mom and worked two jobs and stuff like that, but she uh, like, she didn't have a stroke, she didn't have a heart attack. She just went to sleep and she didn't wake up. Yeah. Um, so that kind of made me really go into a not wanting to deal with reality yeah. because of that trauma and everything like that. And that's why I really went into this whole movie version of life kind of like this delusion yeah Yeah, like this dream yeah what were you and your mom like together like what did you do together like how were you together (laughs) well it's funny because that's where it all comes from right because like i would go to the movies with her like i was that dorky gay kid we would rent movies envision like a nest of like pillows and covers popcorn and like candies and um she was very witty, very funny, very um, like me, sort of, I, I can say, how I am, yeah. Yeah, was she a romantic too? I think so, yeah. I think she was a She actually is a very romantic person because, and I wear it now, um, sorry, she really loved my dad. Um mm-hmm. And he's from an island in Greece, and she was so in love with him that she wears this thing, like this necklace, of that island. Mm. And now I wear it, but yeah. She was a romantic. Hopeless romantic. Yeah. After all the disappointment, I definitely gave up in love at some point and like I gained a bunch of weight like I just stopped taking care of myself because I was like what's the point it's like having your heart broken over and over again like mini heartbreaks I'm never going to find love Adjusting the mic. Hi. Hi, Lou. How you doing? 
Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good. I'm going to jump right in here. It's been a while since we last talked. I hear you might have an update for us. Yeah. What's the story? So um, I'm sitting there at home alone yet again, and I go back on one of these dating apps. Mm. And then I saw uh, this average Joe's picture, Joey. Oh, that was his profile name? Yeah. We started chatting, and um, he came over to watch a movie. Did your expectations run away? Did you start making fantasies? You know what's funny? I didn't. I didn't go crazy. We were going to watch a movie, and then after the movie, he was going to leave. But we were having such a good time that I kept playing the movie Mamma Mia over and over and over again. Like, I would just press, like, restart with the remote fast, fast, like when he wasn't looking at me or like when he was taking, like, a sip of his drink. (laughs) And actually, at the end of the night, he was the one uh, restarting the movie. So I was like, he gets it. That's a meat cute. I think it's cute. I mean, it's it's like it was so simple. Like he came over. I liked him. He liked me. So what's this uh, average Joey like? Um, very nice guy. He's not related to me either. Why I really, really love him. Oh, my God. I just said that. Yeah. He's game for life. Like he would have walked me with the umbrella. He could have accepted the ice cream or. Oh, 100 percent. He would have accepted the ice cream. Yeah. And he lives with me. Wow. So when's your big fat Greek wedding? I want to get married in Greece. (laughs) I feel like that will up the whole uh, craziness. And what do you think your mom would think of him? She would like him. My mother was a Taurus. Uh Very strong, very can handle things. And he's like that. I want him when the apocalypse happens. Like he's going to kill some zombies with me. Like we're going to survive. It's going to be good. It's as if, like, reality can be better than the fairy tale, let's say. Big thanks to John Kulturkois for sharing his story. It's produced and edited by Sarah Geis, Crystal Duhame and Mira Burt-Wintonic for the CBC podcast, Love Me. It was mixed by Crystal Duhame. You can hear more at cbc.ca slash loveme or wherever you get your podcast. Now then, please understand there is more snap goodness right where you got this one. It's available right now. Stories you won't believe. Snapjudgment.org. And big news if you don't know. Snap Judgment. Live. Rocks Dallas. March 29th and Atlanta. March 30th. Tickets available right now at Snapjudgment.org. Get them before it's too late. Get them before it's too late. But Glenn, Glenn, I don't live in Dallas or Atlanta. Well, you better move there. Because that's where the show's going down. But if you don't want to move... We've got something special coming up for you very soon for you. Just you wait. Snap Judgment was brought to you by the team that would never kiss on the first date. No, heavens, no, no. They're known as Mark Ristich, as Pat Masini Miller, as Anna Sussman, as Taylor Cott, Nancy Lopez, Adiza Egan, Liz Mack, Eliza Smith, Shayna Sheely, Renzo Gorio, Leah Morimoto, and Jasmine Aguilera. 
And even though, even though this is not the news, no way is this news. In fact, at the movies, when the lights go down low, you can lean over to smooch your honey, only to realize that your honey hasn't brushed your teeth in a couple years, or mayhaps this really isn't your honey after all. Even then, you would still, still not be as far away from the news as this is. But this is WNYC.